This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome back to our beautiful show, Wandering Woman. Today we have our host, uh, Kahurangi Dalamere, which is myself, and my beautiful guest, Katie Hensman. So I'm just going to pass it over to Katie to just give a little spiel about herself. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, super excited to be here and love love the concept of this show. Uh, yeah, so my name's Katie. Um, where to start? I I guess start at the beginning. Grew mm-hmm. up in Queenstown, um, like guess I didn't ever realise how privileged I was to grow up in Queenstown until I moved away and came to uni. But um, yeah, so like started life, happy family, parents, sister, um, but dad has always been in a wheelchair my entire life. So I guess that's like something different that people wouldn't necessarily see as a challenge for me, but is sort of like ingrained in the way that I think about things and my perspective on things and like how can you help with people who have um, abilities or disabilities and that that need extra hand? Yeah. Um, wow, I really dove in deep there. I, don't know. Yeah. I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that your dad is in a wheelchair, and yeah. I've stayed at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully. So um, yeah, my entire life. Um, but I think in that as well, like the things that we know to start off with, or like we grow up with, we just that's who we are, and that's yeah. we don't know any difference, so it doesn't really. That's matter to us, us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not that it doesn't matter to us, but it, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, that's so hard," or "That's so surprising," or like, and I'm like, "Well, I've, I've not never known any different." So. Yeah, you grew up with it. Yeah, so you were taught like that's how you were taught being brought up. Exactly. Yeah, for that's sure. Cool. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I guess that's like not necessarily formative, but it just kind of breeds into the way I think. And even like recently, um, just like things have come up, and I've been like, oh that makes sense why I think that way because, you know, dad would need this or, you know, yeah. we would need to help with that or... No, yes, I love that. So things that, you know, that have been a part of us growing up, we never realised the impact that it has on us. Yeah. Um, you know, as we turn into adults, as we do things, we're like, why do I do that or why did I think that way? And then you go back and you're like, oh, that's why, because when, when I was younger or because when I was at home, yeah. this, is, this is what happened or this is what they said. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning that. Like, even sometimes when I get frustrated or mad at something, but I look back and I'm like, why, why did I get mad at that? It, it didn't make me mad, but I still got mad at it. And you realise it's because, you know, it might have triggered something that has happened before. Yeah. And then I'm still remembering that, still taking a step back when things like that happen to try and make myself aware of it and see, okay, this is not actually how I'm feeling right now, but it has triggered how I have felt. Yeah. So we need to work on that. But yeah, yeah small things like that that are ingrained in you, eh? Yeah, 100%. I think that's like, and it's like, you know, you're the product of your upbringing, oh. I think is so true. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just the the older you get, and I think even my parents like say to me, like, oh, you, like, gosh, I just sounded like my mother, you know, like, yeah. like my grandma, like. You're the product of your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the people who have helped bring you up, everyone that you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you read. Yeah. You know. And I think that environment can change as well. Like, yeah. um, 
even yeah like moving to Dunedin and coming to uni I think that environment is so different from like home in Queenstown and you're just exposed to a lot more and it's such a pivotal time in your life like you know having to fend for yourself basically like yeah. cook and clean and all of that and I think like your environment changes around you to suit you as well yeah. in this then the time in your life you're at I like and also you change to suit your environment yeah you know you change the way you think change the way you do things because when you're at home you're comfortable mm. sometimes you get a bit too comfortable but when you're out on your own you know you learn to um, develop ways of doing things yourself and being more independent and not relying on other people uh, to get things done yeah and I think that everyone should move out of home once in their lifetime move out of their hometown, move out of the house with their parents. Um, but it is a big change and it can affect everyone differently. Definitely. And it's scary. Like, so scary. I remember the first night I moved into my hall, I cried. Like, oh. <laughs> and my mum was still staying down here and I was like, Mum, can I come over? And she was like, yeah, I'll come and get you. <laughs> so, she probably missed you as well, I'm yeah, not going to lie. She did. <laughs> Your mum is beautiful. Oh, uh, my mum is such, honestly, like... Oh, she's such an icon <laughs> in yeah. every in every form of the word. Like, yeah, I think like with dad being in a wheelchair, yeah. like a lot of people, um, like he had an accident, so mum married him when he was still walking and everything, and yeah. then her whole life changed. Um, and I don't know I think people forget actually how much like emotionally and mentally that can be a drain. Yeah, like you know, you, you don't marry someone and expect your entire life to change not yeah. long after. To become really relied and dependent on from a, another person. Yeah, yeah, and to have to, like, provide for someone else. Like, not that, like, Dad's pretty self-sufficient. Like, yeah. he lived by himself for a long time. But, um, yeah, I just think this, the strength that you would have to have, like, the strength that my mum had to have to just carry on and be like, okay, this is our life now, let's go. Like, yeah, and a lot of people don't realise the, the struggles that come with that because she would have had to learn and relearn how to do things differently for um, your father. Yeah, definitely. And, like, Dad's accident happened when my sister was three months old, so she had a three-month-old baby, yeah. uh, husband in hospital, and was just like... So your sister's older than you? Yes, yeah, okay. she's older than me. Um, yeah, and was just like, okay, well, there was there was no sort of um, second-guessing from, from her behalf. She was like, all right, this is life now, let's go. Yeah. And I think... Like, this is her new normal. Yeah, and I think that's something that like women in general are very good at doing. Like, we're like, able to adapt. Yeah. so much more easier than I think males are. Just in terms of everything changes all the time. Yeah, you know we literally grow up with that by getting our period. Yeah, that's a big change that we have to adapt to, and it's not that. Um, that it's a one-time thing, you know, it happens every month. And even though you get it every month on most people, yeah. it's still something that you have to adapt to every mm -hmm. time it comes. Because yeah. it's not like you can just go on with, you know, normal, everyday um, things, how you do. Yeah, and then, like, again, when you get pregnant, you know, yeah. that's, like, another major, like, change in a woman's life. And then, you know, giving birth, like, those are all, like, yeah. changes that don't necessarily happen in a man's life. And they're big changes because getting pregnant isn't just, you know you're pregnant with a fetus or a baby yeah. inside of you. It's all of the changes around what you eat, mm -hmm. um, you know, your stress levels, making sure that you're comfortable, that you're in a um, stable environment and household. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not ready for that yet. Yeah, no, <laughs> not for me right now. Sorry, Mum and Dad, no me. babies yet. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Looking forward, 
definitely looking forward to that journey, but I know for myself that those changes um, aren't something that I'm I'm ready to go through just this year. Yeah, I think, oh, I don't know why it's so cheesy, <laughs> but like, there's like that, I don't know whether it's a Bible saying or not, but it's like for every, <laughs> for every season, or for every change there is a season. Yeah. I don't know, I'm butchering that, I'm very sorry. No, I know which one you're that. talking about though, it's so true. It's so true, like, and that season is not now for me. Like, um, My season's summer. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the way I think every day. It's winter. But even when I was on the way here, I was like, oh, it's so cold. And I was like, no, it's, just, it's summer. It's summer. It's yeah. warm. We got this. <laughs> just manifest it. And, yeah. And, yeah. It's because when when I'm cold and when I know that it's winter and my brain um, knows it as well, it kind of makes me feel like it's winter. Even if it's a beautiful day, I'm like, oh, it's winter. It's cold. Yeah. I'm like, it's actually not cold. It's a beautiful day today, you know. Yeah, Stop definitely. trying to change the way that my mind thinks. And even going back on um, being pregnant, even though that I'm not ready and I'm not wanting to um, become a mother right now, if that does happen, I'll adapt, you know, oh, yeah. like straight away. It's just, it'll become my new normal. Yeah. And I'll love that journey as much as I'm loving this journey. Yeah. <laughs> it'll just be changing the way that I think about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah I think it's, yeah. Time and place thing. Time and place. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, so what made you move to Dunedin to um, study? Yeah, just to study. Yeah, the, um, other places that you could have gone to? Um, to be fair, I was really keen to like move overseas. Like yeah. I wanted to go to like, America and study America. And then I actually found out how expensive it was. You would have like, flourished though. Uh, I would have loved it. I'm glad that you're here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. But oh, the, the pricing was just of this world like, yeah. yeah um and then I think like my sisters had both come like my step half sister and my full sister had both come to uni in Otago and it just sort of seemed like the right option like I could still drive home to Queenstown yeah. if I needed to go home like it was close enough but not too f- not too close as well yeah um yeah and I just um I decided to study law mm. and I think yeah Otago has a really good law program so yeah, that's that drew me to it as well um, and I mean uh, the the culture, <laughs> the even culture. The it's culture. definitely unique. Yeah, um, we love it. We hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love hate relationship. But um, yeah. But we don't want to leave it. No, I'm no. like scared to leave. <laughs> Me too. I've gotten so used to it and so comfortable in Dunedin. I love it. Mm. And every you know place around Dunedin, so you know South Dunedin. Um, Mosgill, Green Island, every different place, even though it's in Dunedin, mm. you kind of get a new perspective. You know, it's hundred percent different feeling in each area, and the weather's different as well. Yeah, which, um, always <laughs> confuses me because it's always so much warmer in Mosgill than it is in Dunedin. Is that? I'm, yeah. I've not spent a lot of time in Mosgill, but. I, I think say. it's because it's um it's more for fishbowl. Yeah. And so the, the heat gets heated in it. Or mm. gets trapped. Trapped, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets trapped in it, so it's always much more warmer. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I like am very excited to be like moving on with life and finishing studies, but also yeah. like I think you get comfortable in a place. Yeah. And yeah, like we're saying, you're comfortable at home. Like, if you're like being in Dunedin for six years, this is your new I home. know the surroundings, I know yeah. the culture, I know that, like, you know, students go out and drink on a Thursday night and a Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, rugby's on a Saturday, and you get so ingrained in those, yeah. in those, like, 
techniques and, and it's kind of routine you know you're, uh, yeah. it's your new normal mm. and then when that gets disrupted it's like I don't like this yeah it's like um, <laughs> I want to go back yeah <laughs> definitely yeah I've been talking to some friends recently who uh, finished up uni last year and we're just talking about are they yeah. in the working force now yeah oh, they're workers now yep. and they're just like oh, you enjoy that studying. Well, yeah. you can, because, yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. Because even though studying is quite hard, you know, because you're always trying to get assignments done and you're trying to um, manage your time and still have a social life, still have a good routine mm. and good um, keeping on with your health. And then you just change from that to working full time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a, a big change Definitely. because it's a set time, you know, that you're at work, whether that's almost eight to five. Yeah. And that's full working from being able to sort your time out. You know, you have classes which are about an hour to three hours long, but working is eight hours, nine hours long for a whole day with a 30 minute lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can like, at uni, you know, you can kind of tailor when you want to do things to yeah. some extent, you know, like, yeah, maybe you have classes that you have to be in in person, but... You know, you can do your assignment at 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night if that's exactly. when you work best. Like, the working field doesn't always allow for that. You've got no. to gotta be there doing it. But, no, and I think also uni, well, obviously haven't worked full-time. Yeah. Like, full-time, full-time, just done over summers. But I think uni also allows a lot more room for those extracurricular activities. Yep. Like, you know, popping out and, and you know, coaching kids rugby or whatever it is, um, doing ski club meetings, it, you just there's a lot more time for the, like extra admin in your yeah. life than if you're working full time because you're you're sort of um, your focus is drawn to working. Yeah, yeah, which I think that's probably like one of the things I'm most scared about to start working is like losing all the extracurricular and the fun that things that I do. In, yeah, yeah, and that I love like yeah, especially because you know, especially with um, appointments. Mm. It's hard to go to appointments when they're usually during the work week. Yeah. Then you got to get time off, and that becomes kind of annoying. Yeah. Like when you got to um, keep on doing that every week, and then when you get sick as well, yeah. you're gonna have sick leave. But you get used to it, I guess. Yeah. I'm not used to it, but you get used <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. It's just that adjustment, eh? Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's and so you feel like you, and then you start feeling guilty because you can't attend a lot of those extracurricular activities um, that you promised you would. Yeah. 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 I think that's a, a big part of it is just guilt. Mm. And then you just kind of slowly draw away because your 100% focus isn't there because it has to be on work. Yeah. But it's all a learning curve and just managing your time. And I think once you get that down on lock, it just becomes a flow again and you become more normal back into your um, routine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your new your new routine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So you said that you're in the ski club? Yeah, yeah. So I'm the vice president of mm. um, the Otago University Snow Sports Club. Yeah. That's a mouthful, sorry. How long have you been in that for? Um, I've been in the club for the last three years, and then I've been, this is my first year on exec, um, first female vice president, just to, you know, we toot the own horns. Yes, yeah. as we should. <laughs> you know, girls got to do that sometimes, I think. we awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I so. didn't even know you were in a ski club. <laughs> <laughs> ski club. <laughs> ski club. <laughs> yeah, so... um. We just actually took a trip up to like Kudrona Valley and did like planting tussocks and stacking wood yeah. just to like give back to the community before we go up and 
clear out their ski slopes in the winter. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I love yeah. that um, a lot of the clubs are doing that as well, doing, um, what are they called, bee... Working bees? Working bees, yes, to go plant more trees and go help out our um, native forests as well. Yeah. Because they are dying, especially with our um, pest control. Definitely. Yeah, and I want to be more involved with that, you know, as we said, but because of work and then rugby, because my focus is on rugby yeah. as well, which you just, there's not enough time in the day. There isn't. And then, a big, and then there's the opposite, and there's too much time in the day, but... Yeah. It's a very fine line. It is yeah. a very fine line. Definitely. I'm like a classic, um, like always, I'm like a classic yes girl. I'm like, yeah. oh, you need something done? Yeah, I can do that. Or like, oh, can I help you with that? Yeah. Even though my plate might be overflowing, I'm like, no, no, no I can help, I can help, or I can do yeah. that. And I'm just like, when do I learn to say no? Like, I'm slowly learning because what I tell myself is I'm not saying no to you, but I'm saying yes to me. And I then like by that. me saying that, it makes me feel better and not so guilty because mm. I you know we love helping other people because helping other people makes us feel better as well yeah. and the more we help other people the more we help ourselves at, at the end of the day but it does become to a point where you get so much stuff that you need to do and you just become so overwhelmed with it all yeah yeah but that just becomes about being organized and mm-hmm. managing your time yeah definitely I think at, at some point it is just like a being like there is no time left like yeah. there is you know you and get it's that, to that point yeah. it's that prioritizing and being like okay actually wh- where is my list and what is number one and yeah. you know number one should be you at the end of the day but like yourself as you but sometimes number one needs to be that one assignment you've got to do yeah. or you know going to the gym pre-rugby game or exactly. yeah it's got to fluctuate and it's got to adapt Gotta adapt. Go yes. back to that. I think we're always gonna go back to that. I think that's yeah. the, the point of our, our session today is yeah. adaptation. Definitely. Which we actually talked about in our um rugby. Oh last night. Last yeah, night. we did. Yeah, yeah. Adaptation came up. Maybe this is cool. our coach is like in our subconscious <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. But no, I love that. And so what you know, what brought you into wanting to play rugby? That's really funny, actually. I um, I, this so the call I was at Hayward College for uni in first year, um, they had like a social comp, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's give that a go. <laughs> like all my friends are doing it. Like yeah. that seems like fun. Like it'll be a bit of a joke. Um, and did that and really enjoyed it. And then a good friend of mine, Lucy Hughes, she went on to play. Shout out to Lucy, yep, we love you. Shout out to Lucy. Um, she went on and played in second year for a Lamb reunion, mm-hmm. and she kind of was like. At the start of the year, she was like, come along to the trials with me. Like, and I was like, I'm too nervous. Um, <laughs> and didn't go. And to be honest, I regret that. But um, middle of the year, she messaged me and she was like, what are you up to? It's like, oh, I'm just going to the library. Saturday, you know, beautiful yeah. sunny day, winter. Um, she was like, can you just come and sit on the bench for us? Nothing more. You won't have to play. Yep. Just come and sit on the bench. Um, we just need someone to, like, to be, have enough numbers. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Just like, to look like we have the numbers. Yeah, it was just oh, to look. Yeah. It was like a, everyone was injured or something. I don't know. It was a bad, bad weekend. Um, and what happens? But of course, someone gets injured in the first, like at the end of the first half. Yeah. So I had to play 40 minutes <laughs> of like club level premier rugby and had not trained all year. Like, So you just were thrown into the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Oh, it's not at the time. But like looking back, but looking back. I would have never gotten, I don't think if it wasn't for Lucy like calling yeah. me. Yeah. And like 
Oh, thanks, Lucy. Like, yeah. we got to give props to you, man. We do. Oh, I, I got a lot of thanks to Lucy because, yeah, she. <laughs> and then I came off the field. I was, like, literally doing scrums, that, like, <laughs> contested scrums. I'd never contested a scrum in my life. Yeah. They put me as flanker, and I think Kathy quickly realised I was not a flanker. <laughs> But, um, From watching, what was your first game? It was your first game with yeah, Premier Women. Exactly, yeah. So crazy. Um, and then I came off, and the, like our coach Kathy was like, "So we'll see you on Tuesday at training, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll be there." Yeah, never left. <laughs> yeah. You've done so much for our club. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I like. I don't know. I think when you love something so much and you're really dedicated to it even the little things and even the things that no one else wants to do you're just like yeah we can sort that you know we can yeah. we can we can if no one else wants to do it I'll do it and the yes man yeah the yes yeah. man yeah but it's because that passion was there as well to help grow our club to help grow our team yeah definitely and like for a start it was just being on the social committee and you know helping organize after functions and closing mm-hmm. nights and stuff and and I think a lot of that came from wanting to make it nice for the girls. Like, yeah. you know, boys are happy to just throw on their number ones and get a feed and some yeah. booze. But, you know, why can't we have a nice, like, photo wall for the girls to exactly. get their pickies on? And, you know, like, the boys actually get more photos than the girls do at closing night. Like, yeah. And little things like, I don't know, just making sure everyone's included in, like, social events and represented. Yeah. And, yeah. And then I think that just stemmed on to becoming more vocal on the committee and, you know, sort of standing up. Because you're already in it now. Yeah. You've seen it. And now you wanted to make all of these changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're we're going down the bathroom route, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't make changes without making changes. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big thing. I think that was in my dream last night. (laughs) I woke up and that was stuck in my head and I was like, what the heck? That's so true. You can't make changes without making any changes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I... I don't know, it was... Just like seeing the, I applied for the Bunnings Rugby Assist thing yeah. and then got the money. Didn't even think I was going to get the money. Like, and but you put work into getting it. You didn't just apply for it and hope. You know. You yeah, I did like think about it and do like, an interview. Yeah. To um, talk about what you know AU means to them. Yeah, and I definitely. think that that would have helped so much because AU means different things to so many different people. But it was all beautiful and. Um, positive remarks at the end of the day yeah definitely and then like yeah got the money and was sort of a little bit thrown in the deep end by the committee and was they were like okay well you can sort it out and make it happen you got it now it's up to you yeah and I was like I've never done a trade like I don't (laughs) what am I how am I meant to build a bathrooms but you know like like women do, they adapt. They adapt. Oh, yes. why does it keep coming back going to adaptation? <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, okay, this is what I do now, and put put on those old clothes and started painting and started tearing shit down and yeah, yeah just it's it's kind of like a fever dream now to be honest that it all even happened and it all yeah. got done on time. But well, it looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, um, if you haven't seen um please follow au women's rugby on instagram and the photos of the upgraded bathroom should be on there as well as our beautiful women's team yeah definitely Um, but yeah just going back to that i think that you being thrown in the deep end it's kind of harsh but at the same time i feel like you've learned so much about that trade yeah definitely by being 
thrown in the deep end. Yeah, all my family's like, okay, so when are you going on the block? Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Yes, can you please? <laughs> I mean, you know, like a break before going into full-time work. Just Yeah, maybe just go on the block. For yep. a, like, want it, some money? Yeah. Want a house? Do you oh. want a house on the block? Uh, not in Auckland. I don't think I could live in Auckland. Oh. Nothing against Auckland, but I just, that's not my vibe. Yeah. Well, yeah. where do you think you'll be going after you finish studying? I'm hoping to head back to Queenstown. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I feel like I've missed out a lot. When my when I moved to Dunedin, my eldest half-sister and her kids and family yeah. moved back to Queenstown. Oh. So I've kind of missed out on a lot, a lot of time with them, like yeah. my niece and nephew, and and my sister's getting married, and yeah, it just it feels like a nice time to come home. And spend time with family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do more for your own, you know. Yeah. emotional and spiritual side. Definitely, yeah. Because you've given so much to so many people. So I do believe that after your studies, it is time to give back to yourself. Oh, thank you, Kai. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. that was a bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true, though, you know, and I'm yeah. very grateful as well. Yeah. Um, so we're coming to the end of our show, and we always end up with a little segment. So I'm just going to ask you a question, and oh, I have a good <laughs> feeling. Uh, so, Katie... What does flourish like to you? Um, flourishing looks like like a steady wave. Abstract, but I'm going to come to it. Like a steady wave that has bumps, but you tackle those bumps like in the best of your abilities and you enjoy tackling them. Like, I don't know, like flourishing is just taking everything on with a smile and with like grunt and giving it your all, your hundred and ten percent um while also having those quiet moments to yourself it's it's mm. sort of like a like a juxtaposition that yeah. would be my flourish that was beautiful i literally imagined that hopping and all i could see was katie and her rugby gears <laughs> <laughs> tackling these waves yeah. and tackling these bumps and just coming across coming out laughing with a big smile on your face yeah do, yeah i should have made it a rugby analogy i don't know why i went for a wave that was well, because waves are so, you know, they're so calming because yeah. they're water and they're so relaxing and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, that's us for today. I just want to thank Katie so much for um, coming in and um, making time in her busy schedule for us. And thank you to you all for coming on again and listening to our beautiful show, Wondering Woman. Bye. See ya. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.